Hey, this is Scott Niemeyer, lead pastor of High Point Church. I want to welcome you to our podcast. We hope that you're inspired and encouraged by the word today. Let's jump in and get started. What's up, guys? Welcome to High Point Church Online. My name is Justin. I have the honor and privilege of being one of the pastors on staff here at High Point. Uh, For those who may have not heard, we are having in-person gatherings again. We're meeting every Sunday at 1030 a.m., and we are temporarily meeting at Clear Springs High School in League City. We are doing everything that that is required, and we're taking all the necessary precautions to make sure that you have a safe experience when you join us in person. Masks are not required, but they are recommended. So if that's you and you're hearing this for the first time and you would feel comfortable gathering with us in person again, we want to invite you to do so. But if not, that's totally understandable. That's why we are producing this online experience for you today. Uh, I have the honor and privilege of being with our online community today. Uh, uh, Those that are meeting in person are getting to hear an incredible word from Pastor Scott right here, right now. And so uh, if you're watching this and you didn't join us in person, that I would encourage you to go to our website later this week, myhighpointchurch.com, or go to our podcast to listen to Pastor Scott's message. I I know it's going to bless your life, but I am so thankful to be here with you today. uh, And I'm so excited to help Pastor Scott closing this series out. Um, As I said, we've been in a series called Trending Truth, and we have been defining trending truth as the truth of the moment. And it's really the trending truth versus uh, the absolute truth that we know to be the Word of God. And in the world that we live in, it's not hard to find the trending truth. It's everywhere. It's in our relationships. It's in the news. It's, in, it's on social media. It's everywhere we look. It's like it's the, the most evident thing in our lives. It's, the, it's louder than anything else around us. It is the truth of the moment. And in a world in which we are surrounded by the truth of the moment, by the trending truth, you know, we have a choice in how we are going to respond to that trending truth. And sadly, people tend to get caught up in the fight for truth, and we really forget what it is that we're actually fighting for. But in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, we're reminded, it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. As I said, it's so easy to find the trending truth, and it's really easy to get caught up in that fight and forget what we're fighting for. But we have to remember, we are not fighting people. We are not fighting people. The war that we fight is simply won through basic kingdom principles that have a supernatural effect. We can't forget that the things that we're seeing when people are putting trending truth on display, we cannot forget that what we can see is directly connected to something that we cannot see. The fight for absolute truth is not one practically or naturally, but it is one spiritually and supernaturally. Before we continue, let's pray this morning. Jesus, we love you so much. Father, we thank you for your kindness that your word says is the thing that turns us all to repentance, all to a point that we change our mind and we turn our back on our old ways of thinking 
and acting, Father. So we just thank You for Your kindness, God, as we gather here online today. I pray that Your kindness would just fill our homes, fill the spaces that we're sitting in right now, God, and ultimately Your kindness would just fill our hearts so that it could reveal the, the, the trending truths that we may be holding on to in our own hearts and would reveal the areas that we can, we can give those parts of our lives over to You, to Your absolute truth, and be transformed by the truth of who You are and, who, and your word, God. So we just open up our hearts now. We position our hearts to receive from you. We say, come and have your way and do what only you can do in this place. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So in the face of trending truth, the question I want to ask us today is, what should it look like for us to go from trending truth to transforming truth? You know, transformation should always be the end result when it comes to an encounter with the absolute truth of the Word of God. Now notice I didn't say the immediate result. I said the end result, because how many of you know some things just take time and things have to play themselves out. So the transformation uh, that comes from the Word of God should be the end result when it comes to having that encounter. And so today, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about going from trending truth to a transforming truth in our lives. And these are going to be very simple, basic principles that have a big effect. You know, something little with God. God can take something that's little and, and make it a big deal and make something really great out of it. And so I want to really press in and lean into some simple truths that I believe are going to transform our hearts and, and the lives of those around us as well. So I think the first thing that we need to do in order to go from a trending truth to a transforming truth, number one, we have to give grace. We have to give grace. Colossians 4.6 in the message translation says, Make the most out of every opportunity. Be gracious in your speech. The goal is to bring out the best in others in a conversation, not to put them down or to cut them out. Come on, be gracious in your speech. The goal is to bring the best out in others, not to put them down or to cut them out. So why should we give grace other than the fact that the Bible says that we should? Well, it's because we all have our own journeys that we've walked. And in our journeys, we've all experienced our own wounds. We've experienced, we've ha we have our own scars. And those wounds and those scars help shape our worldview. You know, our life experiences help shape our perspectives. And when it comes to our perspectives, we either view life experiences through God's lens or we don't. And here's the thing about an experience. You can give it, but you cannot take it away. When it comes to experiences, you can give one, but you cannot take one away. We actually cannot take a person's experience away from them. We can't take the life that they have lived away from them. But we can give them an, an experience with God, with the absolute truth, and He can change a person's perception and perspective of their experience. We give grace because we know that God doesn't ignore our journeys. He has that ignored our experiences. Instead, He takes our journeys. He takes our wins and our losses. He takes our victories and our defeats. He takes our progress and our mistakes. And He weaves them into the fabric of our lives with Him. He makes all of it work together. We also give grace because oftentimes people have not had an encounter with the truth. They've not had an encounter with God. And we say it all the time here at High Point. Our view of God determines our response to God. 
But really, to take it even a step further, we could actually say it like this. Our view of God determines our response to everything. So becoming frustrated with someone who doesn't know or hasn't experienced the truth of God's Word is like becoming frustrated with me because I don't understand the game of football. Why would I understand the game of football? It's not a part of my life. I've not given any effort to learn more about it. And I've not encountered a single person uh, in my life who has made sports or football or anything like that. I've not encountered one person that has made those things come alive for me. But if we decide to give grace to people, we could actually be the people who give an encounter that makes the truth of God's Word come alive for people in a real, in a personal, in a tangible way. Think about that. If you chose to give grace to someone who's operating from a place of, of giving in to trending truth, you could be the catalyst to transformation in someone's life simply by giving them grace for the journey that they're on. So to go from trending truth to transforming truth, the first thing we need, we've got to be able to give grace to people. The second thing we have to do, I believe we have to show honor. Now, honor uh, is defined as this, a source of credit or distinction, high respect as for worth, merit, or rank, to hold in high respect and to, and to revere. You know, simply put, honor unlocks value. Honor actually says you are valuable, not for what you can do for me, but because of who you are. Who you are is enough, and I see the value in who you are and who God created you to be. In fact, in Romans chapter 12, verse 10, it commands us to do this. It says, outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another in showing honor. Outdo one another in unlocking each other's value that I've placed on the inside of each and every single person. You know, ultimately, I know it can be difficult. Our, 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 uh, our instinct can be to dishonor and to disregard people. But ultimately, we have to remember who and what we represent when it comes to interacting with people and living life in the world that we live in. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, it says this, Whatever happens, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner that is worthy of the gospel of Christ. You know, when we honor people and we unlock value through honor, the way we treat people is like an amplifier. If you've ever seen a guitar amp, you know, you can plug a guitar in there and you can crank the volume and you can turn it down. The way we treat people is like an amplifier. When I dishonor someone, I'm turning down the volume, not only on their value, but on my message and the, the truth that I'm trying to share and the truth and the message of, of God, the ultimate truth, it's never heard. But when I can actually honor someone, when I can unlock the value that's on the inside of someone, it's actually like turning the amp up to 11. The truth is heard and it's felt deeply. Remember, Remember this, people will rarely remember what you said, but they will always remember the way that you made them feel. We have to unlock value. We have to let people know how valuable they are. And we have to make them feel honor to know that we're giving them grace. So to go from trending truth to transforming truth, we've got to give grace. We've got to show honor. The third thing we have to do 
is very simple, and it's really the most important out of all of them. Without this, none of the other stuff that we could ever talk about matters. The third thing that we have to do to go from uh, trending truth to a transforming truth is very simply, we have to love. 1 Corinthians 13.1 says this, If I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Verse 2, If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. So we could put on this brilliant display. We could have the answer to every question that someone might ask. We could have an impressive presentation of the truth. But if love is not felt or perceived when I'm expressing that truth, then we are adding more noise to an already noisy world. We are drowning out our own voices when we attempt to communicate the truth without love. If we don't have love, we are just making noise. But what's interesting, in verse 2 it says this, I can do all these things, but if I do not have love, I am nothing. That's so interesting to me because that leads us to believe that without love, we've overestimated our value and our position in our efforts to advance the kingdom of God, to advance His truth. If we are attempting to share truth without love, we've stepped into a realm and we've positioned our hearts in a place of arrogance instead of humility so that people can feel this love. Because the scripture says, without love, I am nothing. One of the most real truths that has become more and more real to me over time is this. The kingdom of God moves at the speed of relationship. The kingdom of God moves at the speed of relationship. So when it comes to sharing our transforming truth up against the trending truth, the truth of the moment, a stranger may not listen to what I have to say because there's no relational buy-in. I have no stakes in the game. They have no stakes in the game. When I show up and I speak my truth and then disappear, there's no weight to what I have to say. When I don't show up, when I disappear, I have no opportunity to back up the things that I believe and back up His love with my actions because I'm nowhere to be found. We have to make the choice to stick around long enough to love people and show them that they care. We've got to give grace. We've got to show honor. And we've got to love people. These are three simple questions that I want to share with you that I think could be a great starting point Uh, to help us navigate these times in in how we respond to to people and to things when trending truth uh, is the thing that is the loudest and really tries to stand up. There are these three questions that I think could really help us out, really practical. First, I think we have to ask an inward question and we have to say, what? ask ourselves, what is my end goal? Am I just trying to win an argument? Do I just want to be prideful and walk away from this and say, you know what, I was right? Or is the end goal that someone experiences the love of God? If that's the end goal, it's safe to move forward. So number one, what is my end goal? We have to answer that question for ourselves, that inward question. Number two is an outward question. Will my actions properly express the heart of God? 
If my actions will properly express the heart of God and the truth of who he is in his word, it's safe to move forward. It's safe to, uh, to take a stand for transforming truth. And number three, can I leave this situation, can I leave this person better than I found them? Will my truth actually be a lamp to their feet and a light to their path? Will it alleviate some of the darkness and show them a better way or a new way that will get them better results and will, will lead them closer to God? Can I leave this situation better than, they, than I found it? Will, will, will they have experienced the true love of God unconditionally? Will they experience God's grace? Will I be able to unlock value and show them honor? If the answer is yes, I can leave this this better than I found it, this person better than I found them, then it's safe to move forward in attempting to to bring something from a, a trending truth to a transforming truth. You know, this entire series is based in the fact that the absolute truth is the Word of God. And here's the thing about the truth, the absolute truth, the Word of God. It has always been around and it will always be around. John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So if the ultimate truth is the Word, and the Word is God, we can also jump over to 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, and it says this about God. Simply, God is love. It's all connected. You can't have the truth without the word. And because the word was with God and the word was God, you can't have the word without God. And if God is love, you can't have God without love, which means that you can't have truth without love. It's all connected. God is the word. God is the truth. God is love. It's all interconnected. It's an all an interconnected, unending cycle of the kingdom of God. In fact, it could be said that, that truth without love or truth without God or truth without the word of God, it's actually an incomplete truth. It's not the whole truth. The word, the absolute truth, as I said a moment ago, it's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, which could also be said, God is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. The truth is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Or love is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. You know, something that I think it's really important that we take note of is that everything that we've discussed today does not just apply to conversations or relationships with other people. These things can also apply when it comes to conversations that we have with ourselves. These things can be applied to the relationship that we have with with ourselves. So I want to encourage you. We're all on a journey. Like I said at the beginning, we all have wounds. We all have scars. God gives you grace, so give yourself grace. God shows you honor. He's unlocking value on the inside of you. Show yourself honor. Recognize the value that God placed on the inside of your life and in your heart. And we can love ourselves the way that God loves us. I pray that God can transform you in such a way that your truth lines up with His truth, the absolute truth, the ultimate truth. And I think it's important that we remember when it comes to having conversations with other people, change starts with us. 
If we want to see change, we have to be willing to step in that position to change ourselves and, and continue to, to mold, allow God to mold us more and more into his likeness. I want to pray for you today. You know, maybe you've been listening to this today and you say, you know what, Justin? I want to be transformed by God's truth, by his love. As we said at the beginning, it's his kindness, it's his love that leads us to repentance, which just means to, to change the way that we think. His kindness, his love changes the way that we think. And so if that's you, I've never asked Jesus into my life, but I want to do that now. I want to, to invite him to be in my life. I want to invite him to walk with me in this journey of life so that I can be more and more transformed into his likeness and transformed by his truth. I want to invite you to repeat this prayer after me this morning. Jesus, I admit that I am in need of a Savior. I believe that you walked this earth. You died on a cross. You were raised from the dead all so that you could be with me and so that I could know the full extent of your love. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. I position my heart, my mind, my emotions, and my life to be transformed by the absolute truth of your word and of your love. I invite you now, come and change me, moment by moment, step by step, day by day, in Jesus' name. God, I just thank you so much for everyone that has been able to tune in today to our online service, Father. God, you know in more detail and more intimately where each person is at in their lives, the, the situations that they have to deal with, the conversations that they've been having lately with other people. God, and you know the correct response to all of it, Father. I pray, God, that when we are faced, when we come face to face with the trending truth, the truth of the moment, God, you would help us remember what it is that we're fighting for and what it is that we are actually fighting against, God that you would remind us in those situations, whether it be with other people or whether it be with ourselves, the person that we see in the mirror, remind us to give grace. Remind us to show honor. And above all, God, remind us to love, 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 because we choose to believe and understand that without love, we have nothing and we are nothing, God. God, we thank you for being a father who is so in love with us, God, that you're, you are willing to go the distance. You are continually willing to do whatever it takes for us to be able to encounter your truth and your love, to experience your thoughts towards us, which are good for a hope and for a future. So I pray, God, that everyone that's listening today, God, would position themselves to really encounter your kindness, to really encounter your grace, to, to encounter the fact that you show us honor, God, and to, above all, encounter your love, because we need it. We were made for it. We were designed to love you and to be loved by you, God. And we thank you for giving us love first, because your scripture says that we are only able to love because you first loved us. God, we thank you. We praise you. Thank you for being a good father who loves his children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time today, or maybe you've prayed that prayer for the first time in a long time today and you rededicated your life to God, first off, we want to celebrate with you. We are so happy for you. It is the best decision that you'll ever make in your life. You know, I always say that giving your life to God doesn't necessarily make life easier, 
but it always makes life worth it because he promises in his word that he will make all things work together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose and his will. And that's you today. So we celebrate you. You know, if, if that was you, we, we're putting up a text code on the screen right now. We want to encourage you to text the word LIFE to 94090. Uh, you'll get a link in that text message uh, response. Just click that link. And we want to encourage you to fill out that connection card. We don't want to bother you, but we do want to make sure that you are set up uh, for some next steps. We want to partner with you and make sure you have all the resources to continue growing in this journey and to continuously be transformed by the absolute truth of the word of God. You know, we're, we're big, we're big on next steps around here. And so uh, your next step would be water baptism. So you can text the word made new to the number on your screen. Uh, someone from our team will contact you uh, shortly and give you some more details about that. We're currently planning our next baptism service, and that'll be your opportunity to go public with your faith. And so we want to encourage you to do that. Uh, man, we love you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Like I said, be sure to go on to our website or our podcast later this week, and be sure to also listen to Pastor Scott's message. Uh, that'll really help uh, close this series out. We're really excited about next week. Uh, we hope to see you in person next week, but if not, we are equally excited to connect with you online next week as well. We love you. God bless you. We believe the best is yet to come. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this message, we encourage you to subscribe and share it on social media or jump on over to our website at myhighpointchurch.com and click the giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you. And remember, you can do all things through Christ.